You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Because of this, the godly pray. It's the title of this devotion, yes? Because of this, the godly pray. You see, that's a statement that King David makes in his famous Psalm 32. The Apostle Paul used that psalm, as well as many other scriptures, in the book of Romans. I think in the third or fourth chapter, he uses uh, quotations from Psalm 32. And David here in this psalm, he says, starting at verse 1, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Yes, and then he says in verse 6, For this cause everyone who is godly shall pray to you in the time when you may be found surely in the flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Because of this, because of this cause, everyone who's godly shall pray. So my first thought is this. If you live in any sense of godliness, which if you're watching this devotion, I, I believe you do, or this would not attract you, or this would not be something you would have time for. But if you watch the devotions, then there is a sense of godliness in you that attracts you to this. And you cannot have a, a godly life without a prayer life. And this has often sadly been the hardest thing for God's servants to teach His people. The Lord Jesus never taught His disciples to preach. He taught them to pray. When they saw Jesus coming out of His communion with the Father, with His face radiant, His eyes alight, and His clothes were even scented with that heavenly fellowship that He had with the Father in prayer, they looked at Him and said, Wow, Lord, teach us to pray. I've never known prayer. I've never seen prayer. I didn't know prayer until I saw you in prayer. I want to know this kind of praying. I want to live in this kind of prayer. You see, prayer will only invite others into it when it is attractive through the manifestation of the life of the Son of God. You see, sometimes we don't have much prayer in our homes because we don't always pray with that kind of manifestation. And what a wonderful thing if your children know, hey, Dad, could you pray about this? Hey, Dad, could you pray about that? That they know you're a person of prayer and that they could call you and say, can you pray for me? My father was a man of prayer. He was not a man of long prayer. He was actually a man of very short prayer as far as I know. He would never pray very long, but, but he was a man of prayer. And, and usually he wouldn't talk much. He, he wouldn't say much. My mother, when just before my father went to be with the Lord, said to me, Robert, I, I never know what your father is thinking. I still don't. My father was not a man 
that would just talk, just jibber-jabber talk. He didn't know how, and that, that comes also because of his history growing up in a very large family and so forth. And from a young age going as, to work on the ships during the Second World War on the oceans. But you see, my father, when he would pray, he would pray something like this, thank you, Jesus, that you're always with us and that by your stripes we were healed. That was it, that was the prayer. And then the miracle would happen. And you see, prayer doesn't have to be long to be holy, but it has to be from the heart. That is what makes it holy. It's when your heart joins with the Heavenly Father's heart. You see, we're out of the heart, Proverbs 4.20 says, come forth the issue of life. And the Bible talks in Deuteronomy 6.4, to love the Lord with all your heart. It's the heart that was created, that organ was created for communion with the Father. It was created to receive in the blood and to assimilate, to, 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 to push out the blood throughout the body. And, and the blood comes in from the lungs and it comes in from the other parts of the body where it's been cleansed. And then it's pushed out into the other parts of the body to nourish the body. And you see, we live in communion with the Father and receive in His holy life. And then we express it in our fellowship with one another. And that is what makes that prayer so godly. You see, prayer can never be just about prayer. While I love thinking and talking about prayer, but it cannot just be about prayer. It has to be about fellowship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what prayer is about. Prayer is not about prayer, but about fellowship with the Father. And so I want to read you again Psalm 32 from the Living Bible just to make that point, okay? Psalm 32, verse 3 through 6, I think. A verse, let's just start at verse 1. What happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven. Guilt is something we have before God, shame we have because of defilement. When the guilt is taken care of because we have come before the Father and found mercy to receive forgiveness, and the guilt is removed because the charge is put away, then the shame can be cleansed out of our system. It's always first God's, not the other way around. Try to get rid of the shame without dealing with the guilt. No, you gotta get right with God for the shame to be dealt with. And he says, what happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven. What joy when sins are covered over. What relief for those who have confessed their sins and God has cleared their record. There, wasn't, there was a time when I wouldn't admit what a sinner I was, but my dishonesty made me miserable and filled my days with frustration. All day and all night, your hand was heavy on me and my strength evaporated like water on a sunny day until I finally admitted all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide them. Then I said to myself, I will confess them to the Lord and you forgave me, and now all my guilt is gone. Now, verse 6, I say that each believer should confess his sins to God when he's aware of them. While there's time to be forgiven, judgment will not touch him if he does this. 
okay? Because of this, for this cause, everyone who's godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. For this cause, what cause? To, to get right with God, to come right with Him, to stand in the light of His holy presence without having to hide anything, to stand in the light of His presence and nothing is hidden between us and God. All is well, all is forgiven, all is cleansed. Our record is clear. There's no charge in the Spirit. We're able to fellowship and say, Oh, my Father, how great, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee, how great Thou art. Oh, that we can worship in righteousness, peace and joy through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, it is absolutely marvelous. You are my hiding place from every storm in life. You even keep me from getting into trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. I will instruct you, says the Lord, and guide you along the past pathway for your life. And I will advise you and watch your progress. And don't be, don't be like a senseless horse or mule that has to have a bit in its mouth to keep it in line. And the Lord says, don't make it hard for my spirit to help you by you still pulling for your own way. No, come on, live clean, live right in my sight. For this reason, the godly pray. What reason? Because I've made things right with God. I love praying because everything is well between me and God. I love praying because I feel His love continuously overtaking my heart. I love praying because His mercies are new every morning. <coughs> Great is his faithfulness. I love praying. Look at Psalm 3, but let me just read it to you from the Living Bible, okay? I just love these two verses in the Living Bible. <coughs> so many say that God will never help me. So many say that God will never help me. But Lord, you are my shield and my glory and my only hope. You alone can lift my head, now bowed in shame. You see, many feelings and thoughts can come to you and say, nah, what's the use? You ruined it, you blew it. And you knew what you did was wrong and you did it anyway, it's over. It's finished, you might as well forget it all. See, that's the devil's lies. Everybody's talking bad about you. Nobody will forgive you and love you. That's the devil. It's not true. It's not true. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 16 says, Jesus came into the world to save sinners. No, he did not come to condemn you. He came to save you by shedding his blood to pay the penalty of your sin so that he can make you right with God as you come to him and say, Lord, what I did was wrong and I know it. And Lord, I still want to keep doing it. And I know that's wrong. I don't know how to stop it. Lord, I'm ensnared by sin and sin is pushing and pushing and pushing me. And I don't know how to get free, Jesus. Help me, Jesus, help me. Jesus saves sinners. And even if we as Christians sin, we can come to God and confess our sin to God and He's faithful and just to not only forgive us, but cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John chapter one, verse six says, so David says, Lord, many say there's no help for me, but you are my shield, my glory and the lifter of my hand. 
and not listening to those voices. Lastly, but not least, is here in Psalm 69, which, oh, I love this psalm. And I would love to read the whole psalm, but it's got 36 verses, so I can't do that. But listen to these few verses. Save me, O my God, Psalm 69 from the Living Bible. The floods have risen, deeper and deeper I sink in the mire. The waters rise around me. I have wept until I'm exhausted. My throat is dry and hoarse. My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for my God to act. I cannot even count all those who hate me without cause. They're influential men. These who plot to kill me, though I'm innocent, they demand that I'm punished for things I haven't done. Oh God, you know so well how stupid I am and you know all my sins. Oh Lord God of the armies of heaven, don't let me be a stumbling block to those who trust in you. Don't let me be a bad example to others. In other words, oh God of Israel, don't let me cause them to be confused. Though I am mocked and and cursed and shamed for your sake. Even my own brothers pretend they don't know me anymore. My zeal for you, oh God, and your work burns hot within me. And because I advocate your cause, your enemies insult me even as they would insult you. How they scoff and mock me when I mourn and fast before you, Lord. How they talk about me when I wear sackcloth and show the humiliation and sorrow for my own sins. I am the talk of the town, the song of the drunkard. Listen, but I keep right on praying to you, Lord. For now is the time you're bending down to hear and you are ready with a plentiful supply of love and kindness. Now answer my prayer and rescue me as you promised. Pull me out of this mire. Don't let me sink in, Lord. Don't let the floods overwhelm me, Lord. Don't let the ocean swallow me. Save me from the pit that threatens me, Lord, and on and on. Oh, quickly come and save me. Come, Lord, rescue me and on and on. It's an amazing song. For this cause the godly pray. That's the title of this devotion. For what cause? For us, when we make mistakes and we all can, the godly can fall into temptation. Peter did. The godly can fall into temptation. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 to the godly and he says, Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Fornicators, that's pornography, adulterers, adulteresses, homosexuals, sodomites, drunkards, revilers, extortionists. They will not inherit the kingdom. They will allow these things to separate them from God. But such, remember, were some of you, but you've been washed and you've been made new by the Spirit of our Lord Jesus and the Father. Come on. Don't let the devil deceive you and say, oh, well, you blew it and it's over now. You committed adultery, so there's no hope now. Everybody will know about it. And they're all, Psalm 69, will talk about you and laugh at you. And so don't, don't listen to that voice. Do what David did. He was godly. And despite that he had made terrible mistakes, he kept right on praying. For this cause, the godly pray. For what cause? There's forgiveness with God. There's mercy with God. There's love with God. Come on, keep praying. God is here to answer you. Amen. Have a good day.